What it do, good people? It's your girl, Edith Yolanda, with the dang truth. And I'm by myself today, guys. Yes, Mike is on a sabbatical. Um, not because of his own, but because I had a death in the family. Yes, that's right. I had a death in my family. And so I did a lot of traveling last week. And it led up into our recording time. And by the time I got back home, it was late. I was exhausted and we didn't record. So shout outs to Doc. I truly, truly, truly miss you, Doc. And we will be recording another show next week. So stay tuned because you will hear his lovely melodic voice um, on the podcast next week. So guys... To Be Young, Gifted, and Black is one of our topics for tonight. I can't wait to dive in and to dig in to this topic. Um, A lot has been going on and we have some some sad news on word in the streets. So again, this is not going to be as long of a podcast as it normally is. You know, I like to try to get you guys through... um, you know, the hump. I try to get you guys through um, traffic, morning time traffic, afternoon traffic with the Dame Truth, because we know that you sit your ass in a car for at least 30 to 45 minutes a day, just in traffic, just, just looking at taillights. So we try to keep you entertained. We try to keep it light. We try to keep it fun for your ride to and from work. Um, but nah, it's not going to be that way. I am still exhausted from my trip to South Carolina. Just, I ain't going to lie. And the crazy thing about it is let me, let me just say this because I, I always like to big up my community. I always like to big up back home. I always like to big up my family. Um, I'm from South Carolina. I know a lot of people ask me, mm, are you sure about that? Because every time I tell somebody I'm from South Carolina, they're like, mm, you don't sound like a South Carolinian. But that is because of my mom. She um, kind of stopped me from getting my whole Geechee vibes or whatever. But when I go back home, I always feel the root. I always feel the connection. I always feel my Geechee quality roots and cultures coming out. So, you know, I talk a little bit faster. Um, I have a little bit more of a twang. I kind of sing a little bit more of my words because I just feel like I'm at home. And so my mom's cousin, um, passed away, um, the day after we buried, um, the deacon of our church, the pillar of our community. Um, we had a wonderful homegoing service for Deacon Jacob rivers and it was just it to me it wasn't a funeral it was more so like a celebration of his life because he did so much for the community and again this is where we go in with the conversations of what are you doing to rebuild um your community and to bring the people in your community closer and he was a builder he um did masonry work he did electrical work he did everything and the one thing that the people of his community kept on saying was 
a lot of times you guys have work that was done on your home or around your home and paid this man nothing. He came out there. If he said he was going to do it, he was going to do it. And a lot of you paid him nothing or you paid him under what he um, deserved. And it's unfortunate because in the black community, I feel that so many of us are just getting by. So it comes down to the point where, you know, you 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 get people from the community that can help. Um, I I know that um, Deke used to come to our home and um, really do a lot of things for my mom because she was a single parent um, that was going through some things, and then my dad ended up dying. And I remember one time our whole patio just collapsed, and she called on him. And he was there. So, you know, he was he was my grandfather's deacon when my grandfather, you know, it was it's a family church. My grandfather's father um, started Tabernacle Baptist Church. Then my grandfather became a, a minister. Then my uncle became the minister. Now, my aunt is the pastor of the church. And through all of that. For 50 years, he's been a a deacon of the church. He has been a pillar of the community and it's sad to see him go, but he left behind a great, wonderful legacy. Um, His brother ended up dying um, the next day. So, you know, my mom is very, you know, I don't want to say superstitious, but she's very Southern and she says things happen in threes in our family, but, um, I'm not really claiming that. I just feel that people, when their mission is done here on earth, it's time for them to go. It could be my turn. It could be your turn, but people are here to fulfill a mission. And when that mission is fulfilled, they have to gain their wings. So with that being said, rest in peace, Deacon Jacob Rivers. And, um, you know, pray for our family, pray for his children, his grandchildren, his great grandchildren, and those who he left behind. On that note, let's get into word on the streets. And, you know, like I said, we have a lot to talk about um, with word on the streets, but some sad news. So we'll be right back after this quick break. Do we want to hear more Nina? I think we do. Let's listen to more Nina and we'll be right back. All right, guys, so it's now time for Word on the Streets, and I'm not sure if you are aware, um, but gosh, it seems like death is all around us, and I just spoke of how, um, you know, we laid to rest uh, a family member of, of mine, and then the next day, his brother passed away, um, but uh, John Singleton has been in my life since I was a preteen. Um, I recall my cousins recording Boys in the Hood on a VHS tape, um, and I had to sneak and watch it because, of course, it was rated R, and I think I was like maybe 11, 
10 or 11 years old when it came out, um, very young. So I wasn't able to watch it, but from boys in the hood to baby boy to poetic justice, I mean, he has been the filmmaker of African-American art. So, um, I'm reading from what people magazine, um, published today that John Singleton's um, family makes agonizing decision to take him off of life support following a stroke. Um, It says Oscar nominated director John Singleton will be taken off of life support 13 days after suffering a stroke at 51. First of all, I think that it's crazy. I mean, where was I? I didn't know that John Singleton, um, you know, had a stroke 13 days ago. Like, I had no idea. I mean, am I not watching enough television? I don't even recall seeing this on World News. And I mean, he is, from what I understand, a big deal, especially in the film industry. So I don't understand why nobody really decided to talk about this. But anyway, it says Singleton's family announced they came to the difficult decision in a moving statement obtained by people on Monday. Um, It is with heavy hearts we announced that our beloved son, father, and friend, John Daniel Singleton, will be taken off of life support today. This was an agonizing decision, one that our family made over a number of days with the careful counsel of John's doctors, the statement began. In his private life, John is a loving and supporting father, son, brother, and friend who believed in higher education, black culture, old school music, and the power of film. The statement continued, we are grateful to his fans, friends, and colleagues for the outpour of love and prayers during this incredibly, incredibly difficult time. We want to thank all the doctors at Cedar sinai for the impeccable care he received. There had been conflicting information about Singleton's health status since his stroke, um, with one side of his family claiming he is working towards recovery, while his mother, Sheila Ward, filed a request to be named temporary conservator with claims that he is in a coma. Um... Another thing is, is did you know that John Singleton um, married the woman that was in The Color Purple? I, I never knew this. This is so crazy to me. But the one who played, um, you know, uh, Celie's sister that was like, Celie, you know, um, in The Color Purple. Nettie. Yeah, Nettie. Um he married her and had a child with her. Um, her name is Akusa. I, I'm going to listen. Can I just call her Nettie? No, I won't call her Nettie. Her name is Akusua Busia. 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 Akusia Busia. Okay, that might not be the way that you pronounce her name, but that's her name. So basically, um, she and Singleton were married for a year, but she filed a lawsuit in 2016 claiming that she was owed a larger share of John Singleton's profits from the movie Shaft. Um, So basically, 
uh, Akusa and John got married in 1996, but divorced a year later. The short marriage produced a daughter, Hadar Basuya Singleton, and she is now 22 years old. Um, it states that the lawsuit was filed in 2016 in Los Angeles, um, claiming she had not received all what she was entitled in the divorce. Busia argued that Singleton received payments for the movie Shaft, Woo, and Rosewood. Do y'all remember Rosewood? Rosewood was a good fucking movie. That movie was the shit. If you have not seen Rosewood, please go watch Rosewood. Anyway, um, so basically she said that they, that he received these payments while they were still married, even through, even though the films came out after the divorce, according to the entertainment website, Bossip, Busia alleged that Singleton divorced her because he didn't want to share his movie profits. Bossip obtained court documents and published the following quote from Busia. Um, we were happily uh, we happily announced the birth of our child and later that week without any advance notice and while I was not aware of any problems in our marriage John filed a petition for dissolution of our marriage which I believe was due to his concern that if we stayed married the significant amounts he would earn on Shaft as both writer and director would be community property okay Lord Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, I do hope that John Singleton, um, had a will. I do hope that his daughter was included in this will. I do hope that he managed his money properly and took care of his business And I hope that he was not so fickle and simple-minded and selfish and stingy to divorce a woman because he did not want to share on the profits of his film, his films. Um, To me, that just seems like it's just crazy. And I don't understand how you announce the birth of your child one week and then the next week you're divorced or you're filing for divorce. It's crazy though, because I'm looking at Hollywood and I'm like, I never want to become Hollywood. Like if I move to Hollywood, I move to Hollywood and that will be fine with me, but I don't want to become Hollywood. I think that that shit is for the birds and it's just like, yo, we need to have some type of sense of normalcy because the way people do things in Hollywood are so, it's so crazy and, and, and evil to me. It's just like, I don't want any parts of it. I feel like I could move to, like, I could move to Hollywood, right? But only stay there, like, out of 12 months, only stay there, like, maybe three or four. I couldn't stay in Hollywood for, like, the whole year. Because I just don't want to be a part of that culture of being um, phony, fake, fictitious and, you know, stabbing people in the back and just doing evil shit. Like to me, if I'm pregnant with your child and we announce that shit to the world and then a week later, my nigga, you go and file for a divorce. What? What? It's just crazy. And he was such a, you know, 
mastermind of black films like like i said rosewood was my shit poetic justice was my shit boys in the hood was my shit um and you got to see actors and actresses from the beginning of their careers blossom into big celebrities like regina king i mean she was in boys in the hood no was she in boys in the yeah she was in boys in the hood no yes she was she was in Boys in the Hood and she was in Poetic Justice. I don't know if I'm getting Regina King and Yo-Yo mixed up, but I I think Regina King was in Boys in the Hood too. Um, but now she's like a big deal in Hollywood. And it's just unfortunate that we had to lose someone so young because this dude is, he's, I mean, 51 years old is young to me. Um, so rest in peace, John Singleton, um, your films and your, uh, your contributions to the film industry as a black man, um, bringing art form to life on the big screen and showing our side of the story. Um, we will never forget that. In other news, as you know, Uncle Joe is right, is he, he, Uncle Joe is ready to ride that donkey up out of the White House. He is ready to kick Trump's ass out the White House. When I tell you he's on his tour, and I think that he is a great front runner for the Democratic Party. I just can't wait to see where we go with this. Um, I love Joe Biden. I love his relationship that he had with Barack Obama. So I can't wait to see where he goes with this. I don't get this whole Anita Hill situation um, and why she's coming out of the woodwork now that Joe Biden is running. Um, Here we go. And with this whole Anita Hill situation, of course, we're going to have women and of course, we're going to have black women looking at Joe sideways, even though Joe Biden did not vote for Clarence Thomas, even though Joe Biden stated that he did not believe Um, Clarence Thomas and he was on the side of Anita Hill. I just don't understand why now she's coming out of the woodwork when Joe Biden was our vice president for eight fucking years. I don't get it. Um, I read (laughs) some people saying that the Democrats are going to fuck up again with not having a front runner and just being very um, picky when it comes down to our candidates. Um... I read on somebody's Facebook page saying that the Democrats are waiting for Jesus to run, which we know that's not going to happen. Um, I just want us to be realistic here. There is no perfect man. There's no perfect woman. Um, And we're not going to find perfection when it comes down to a candidate, because like I said, there's no one that's perfect. What we have to do is put the shit on the table, tell them what we want, tell them what we're not settling for. And if they do not have a plan in place, then we don't consider them. Um, One thing that is concerning me is Joe and Bernie's age. I don't want to be an ageist, but it concerns me because they're well into their 70s. And I don't know if their stamina is the same. Like, does Joe and Bernie have to take a nap every day at like 12, 31 o'clock like my mom does? Like, do they really have the energy to really get shit done? And that's what is um, 
is concerning to me. Um, Kamala Harris is still my girl that I am kind of rocking and rolling with. Um, and so we're, we're going to see where it goes, but I want to say congratulations to Joe. We were hoping that you would run. Yay. One time for Joe. Um, uh, <laughs> also guys, listen, I don't know if you've seen this clip with keeping up with the Kardashians about Kim Kardashian kind of going ape shit crazy because, Con- well, Kim didn't go ape shit crazy. Kanye went ape shit crazy, um, based off of a bandaid. So basically in the clip, Kanye was basically saying that Kim Kardashian was selfish because she got him the wrong color band-aid and he wanted a specific color band-aid. Um, Kim Kardashian then was confiding with her sister, Khloe Kardashian, that they told, she said, well, tell the maid to go and get the band-aid that you want in the certain flesh color tone that you need. And they got into an argument over this. And it just led me to believe that Kanye really, really, really does have um, mental health issues, especially with this new church that he is trying to form with Sunday school or Sunday church with Kanye West. Um, I thought that it would get more rah-rah um, at the little hippie festival that they have, Coachella. But really... After Baychella, you're not going to really get the rah-rah that um, that Bay brought. So I just think that Kanye needs to sit it down. Um, you know, Kanye has he he has issues. Um, he definitely has issues, and I'm not sticking around for it. Um, hopefully somebody in his camp, one of his cousins will yoke that nigga up by the chain and tell him to snap out of it. Um, I also think that Kim Kardashian doesn't know how to handle him. Um, she looks like she is the type of person that what, what really got to me, right. Is during the whole segment where Kim and Chloe are talking about this goddamn bandaid, um, Chloe made the comment. You can just get the band-aid to keep peace. No, bitch. You can't just get the band See, and this is where my issue comes with the whole... <laughs> I'm going to offend somebody. I know I'm going to offend somebody. I'm not meaning to offend anyone, but I know I'm going to offend someone. This is where I have an issue with a lot of black men comparing black women to other women, whether they are Hispanic women, white women, Asian women, black women are not going to take that shit, period. Now we'll take a lot of shit. We'll take a nigga cheating on us and lying to us before we take a crazy motherfucker We'll take, (laughs) we will take a man back who has cheated on us before we take back a man that is trying to manipulate the fuck out of us and make us feel like we are his servant. Um, and I don't, I, 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 I don't see myself ever being in that situation as Kim Kardashian. If I have to really bend over backwards like that for a man, I just, will be single. Now there's certain things that I will do for my man. I will fix you your plate. 
If you need your shirt ironed, my nigga, I will iron your shirt. If you need your feet rubbed, baby, I will rub your feet because you are a provider. You take care of your household. You love me. You love your children. I will run your bath water for you and get in the tub with you, my nigga. That's what I will do. But to sit here and to pick an argument with me because I gave you the wrong color band-aid and you're going to have a serious argument about it and call me selfish, can't do it. I don't know how Kim does it. I can't do it. And I also see why now Chloe don't have no man. It has nothing to do with uh, Tristan going out and being with other women. It is because she is weak as hell. She's shallow. She lets him do whatever. She's a yes woman. And sometimes a man wants a challenge. When when a man can run all over you and shit on you, that's exactly what he will do. Khloe Kardashian allowed Tristan Thomas, Thompson Thomas, whatever his name is, to run over him, run over her with woman after woman. She took him back time and time again. And I don't care what woman you are, if you don't have a backbone and if you don't tell a man and show a man how to treat you, he will treat you like shit. And that's exactly what happened. You, my friend, have a broken family because of your ways of how you allowed Tristan to treat you. Ooh. That was a tongue twister. That was a tongue twister. But anyway, guys, that is word on the streets. And we're going to come right back. I I really have this this question that I want to pose to you guys. What is too sexy? I'm going to give you an example when we come back after this break. But I want to know what is too sexy um, for women today? What is there anything such as trashy anymore? unclassy ho-ish or are these just women that are out here living their best lives being free having fun living through you know their sexuality and being free I, I just need to know what's the difference or is there a difference because from what I understand I'm a judgy type of bitch somebody told me that I kind of judge so when we come right back let's get into it It's the day with the Dame Truth. Let's go. That was Justice's groove. Like, I remember Poetic Justice, like, yesterday. That was by far one of my favorite. I think it was, like, my favorite, my most favorite John Singleton movie. That in Rosewood, but I really liked that movie because Tupac was so real in it, and so was like that's the only movie that I remember Janet Jackson really being in. Like after that movie came out, I had to get those braids and had to have that hat. So yeah, that just lets you know I was probably middle school or freshman year maybe maybe no I wasn't it wasn't freshman year in high school it was definitely middle school but I had to have those braids and I had to have that black cat 
And it was all because of that picture of Janet Jackson um, in Poetic Justice. So again, it's a it's a sad day. Um, and we're we're losing some LA natives that rep Crenshaw hella hard. Okay, we, we lost Nipsey and now we're losing well, we lost John Singleton, who we know repped Crenshaw all day, every day. So um I just really hope that they paid their respects to um, John Singleton because, again, black men in this industry in Hollywood really don't get noticed. Okay, now, the last topic of the evening, um, and I just want to discuss this because I sometimes think that maybe it's because I am 36 years old and um. I've I've witnessed some things, I've seen some things, and I've done some things, and I'm kind of like at my peak of womanhood. No, I won't say I'm at my peak of womanhood, because I feel like that shit is like when you turn like 55, you know what I'm saying, your peak of womanhood. By the time you turn 55, you should know what the fuck you need to do, how you need to do it, and how it makes you feel at 55. Um, I just feel like right now I'm at this moment in my life where I look at things differently and I kind of like, I'm wondering, is that shit worth it? Really? Should you have done that? Do you think that this is cute? Do you think that, um, this is acceptable? Like, like little things like that is kind of what I'm, I'm questioning society and I'm questioning life and I'm questioning how people really go about doing certain things so there is there is an Instagram influencer and I follow her because I think that she's talented in what she does she's a hairstylist and I decided to follow certain hairstylists that I really, really dig because I'm getting into the art of cosmetology myself. And so I want to follow certain people and how they do certain techniques and how they treat the hair. And, you know, I'm following these people because I want to be the best. I want to be one of the best. I don't want to, you know, say, oh, I'm better than you or anything like that. I want to learn from those who I think are the best in the industry, in the, in the hair game. And one thing I know is that in the hair care industry, it's very showy, showy. Um, you know, it's very, um, materialistic. It's very couture. Okay. If you say so, uh, with hair, Um, it's a billion dollar industry and everybody wants a piece of the billion. So I get it. And I follow these people because I feel that they are talented. They have skills that I like, would like to portray. Um, and so I follow this one lady and I legit was going to pay $500 for her class. There are two people on Instagram that I would legit pay up to five, $600 for a class, one class with them because I really, really dig their work. And she was one of them. She is one of them. So today I'm on Instagram and I'm flicking through, flicking through. And I see this woman with her breasts all out. 
So basically, she's wearing um, a Chanel top that looks like, you know, suspenders that men used to wear back in the day that used to hold up their trousers or their pants. But she's using that as a top without a top. She's using these Chanel type bands to cover her nipples and her breast is totally exposed. My whole thing is, is this you, and I know Cardi B has done this and I, I kind of like it, but then again, I don't like it. I don't like how women will have over a thousand dollars in their hair over $150 on their face, wear a Fashion Nova pair of jeans, but wear a Chanel top and wear some um, nameless brand shoes. Like if you're gonna wear a Chanel top like this, of this magnitude, right? I need it to be well put together. If you're going to wear, see, this is this is the crazy thing. You can mix and match. You can mix high-end fashion with low-end fashion, but it should never look like I have on high-end fashion at the top and low-end fashion at the bottom or vice versa. High-end fashion at the bottom, low-end at the top. You you feel me? You should never look and say, oh, she's got on some nice red bottoms, but that dress is definitely from the rainbow. Like, it should flow. It should go. It should be cohesive. It should look polished. It should look bad to the bone. Now, this is the thing. And this is what I said. And I'm going to say this. And I'm going to I'm gonna make this a, a real, well-rounded discussion because I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. She's a businesswoman. She's making... Probably now, because she has such a grand following, she might be in the million dollar bracket. She might be in the six figure bracket. You never know. Okay. At the end of the day, you're making money. I will never forget the one thing that I loved about the show Power. And the reason why I continued watching Power was when Ghost told Tasha, I want you to look like you own the club, not like you're trying to get in that bitch for free. To me, that was the most powerful statement because right now what I'm seeing is a culture of women, young women that are looking like they're trying to get into something free. They trying to look like they come in, they, they, they need to come up off of a dude. They're looking like they have no class. They have no type of demure. They have no type of je ne sais quoi about them. They look like Chanel top with titties out on the side in the center, covering a piece of the nipple with Fashion Nova jeans and some just fab shoes. When in all actuality, you could be the sexiest, most beautiful, arousing woman with your clothes on looking like a businesswoman to me now that I'm looking at this woman and how she's displaying herself on social media I'm wondering if she could hold my attention during a class of hers 
I'm wondering now if I should even cash out six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars for one of her classes because I'm wondering if it'll be tacky. Now, on the other hand, I'd look at another hairstylist on Instagram. This person makes wigs, is a transgendered person, and they shutting her down. How are you allowing a person that is trans or I don't even think Alonzo is trans. I just think that he is a drag queen because I know he doesn't have any surgery. I know he didn't get any breast implants, but how do you get a person that is a drag queen or a transsexual person to drag you and make you look unclassy and make you look cheap and you a whole 100% woman? That's where I'm confused about. I'm confused because I'm seeing women that were born with vaginas and breasts basically belittle themselves to ass and titties. At the end of the day, how are you handling your business? Now, if you want to be an Instagram model and you want to be an Instagram hoe, then that's what you do. You go ahead and put your little booking information, let them know where you can, where they can find you on your Google number and you go about doing your thing because that's what you known for doing on Instagram, doing your quote unquote private shows and quote unquote private parties and quote unquote private photo shoots. When we all know that this is a sex for trade type of industry, or are you coming off as a certified bona fide businesswoman? What the fuck are you doing? A, 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 another thing, I follow Supercent a hundred percent. I love Supercent because I feel like Supercent is doing something that has never been done before. You have taken a woman who is straight from the hood of and the ghettos of New Orleans, the the hood part of New Orleans, and making money. She's made a million dollars in ninety minutes. That's my chick. I love Supa. She supports other black businesses. She stays in her lane. She respects others. And I get it. She made a post the other night saying that the baby has broken out her skin. And so she's now going to go to two of her, two or three of her um, events without makeup. And why are you doing this? You own a makeup brand. I better not see you with just a lash on going to major events where people are buying makeup from you and you're talking about wearing clear lip gloss and some lashes. No, bitch, that's not what we do. That's not what we do. At the end of the day, if you are a businesswoman or a businessman, you have to present yourself in that manner. You have to you have to have your hair done. You have to be um, rocking clean clothes. You have to have your hair cut. Your shoes and your attire has to be clean because we're in an image industry. We're in an industry where you have to show people because people really don't have faith in certain brands or in certain companies because there's so many scammers out here. 
So now what it's looking like, if Super Scent goes out on this tour with no makeup, people are going to wonder, well, why isn't she wearing makeup? Is it something in her makeup that is breaking her out? That is the first thing that somebody said on my Facebook page when I posted up this comment. They said to, on my Facebook page that it makes it look like her brand is something that cannot be trusted if she is saying that she can't wear makeup. Where in all honesty and in all actuality, we have to be more informed, we have to be better learned, and we have to know our industry. Now, if you're a person, and see, this is where it goes, where, you know, a part of me is a little salty, but a part of me isn't. A part of me is kind of salty because I spent 19 years in the beauty industry. By the time I was 19 years old, I was working for Estee Lauder, which is the main makeup brand for cosmeceuticals in the industry. When you look at MAC, when you look at Bobbi Brown, when you look at certain um, fragrances, Estee Lauder owns those companies. And I was 19 years old working for those companies, making $22 an hour at the age of 19. Okay, I went on and worked for many, many other cosmetic brands. I know about sanitizing. I know about the skin and I went to school to be an esthetician. Okay, I was the top. I was the top graduate and spoke at my graduation when it came down to my trade, my skills, what I know about the industry. Then I started teaching other people. How many people do you know are now teaching makeup classes but have never been formally educated? Have never, ever been to an aesthetics class? Don't know the difference between nighttime makeup, daytime makeup. Can't color match a white person or a black person for the life of them, but they are an influencer and making thousands, if not millions of dollars on the internet. So it comes down to it where I see Supercent has this issue and she doesn't want any suggestions suggestions from anybody because she already has a skincare regimen. From who? From who, baby? From who? First of all, we can already tell you that you're breaking out because you're going through hormonal stages right after having a child. If you if you didn't have the hormonal stages while you were pregnant with her, your head, your hair starts to shed. That's hormonal. Your skin starts to break out. That's hormonal. Okay. How are we going to fix it? We're going to go to a dermatologist. And from a dermatologist, we're going to go to an esthetician. I'm looking at her comments of people telling her to use peroxide and alcohol. Really? Peroxide and alcohol? It's the worst thing you could do for acne prone skin type. But I mean, again, this is why I say when we are calling ourselves business owners and when we're saying that we are the top of the game, we really have to do this. We have to look at these things from all aspects because we don't want to just do things half ass. I'm tired of my people doing things half ass when we have books 
when we have uh, education, when we have educators that we can go to and we can seek and find answers, we need to do these things and stop calling ourselves gurus in certain areas in our lives when we are not gurus. We're basically learning the skills ourselves as we go along. I have been in the game for 19 years. I have credentials to back it up. I have movie, film, I have print. I have all these things to back up behind me, but yet you don't want advice from people. You don't want to listen to anything anybody has to say. And this is where we are falling short. Young ladies, you do not have to go out your house looking like sex everywhere you go. I asked three gentlemen, I asked three well-dressed men that have careers, that got money, that got cars, that have class. I asked them about that. I said, tell me about this picture. Do you think that this is sexy? Am I just being judgmental? Am I just, you know, old fashioned? Am I getting to the point where I'm becoming an old lady? And every last one of these gentlemen said that is unwanted attention. I said, basically, your wife or your girlfriend got all her titties out except for the nipple. That's a fight on Bourbon Street. Let a man grope your woman and you don't do nothing about it. She's going to tell you that she feels that you a sucker and she can't feel secure around you. So now you got to fight a whole other nigga because your wife wanted to come out. Your girl wanted to come out with her whole titty or her whole ass out. And yes, it is seductive. Yes, it is sexy. Yes, it is a siren mechanism. But you can do that shit in your bedroom. And on top of that, why is it that transgender people, um, uh, people who are drag queens, dragging you out here looking 10 times better than you with clothes on? It lets me believe that you don't know how to put an outfit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I want women to do better. I want women to realize that they have so much power in their entire being that they do not have to be suggestive with their ass and their coochie and their breast. There's so many ways that you can get money by being dressed because I'm going to tell you right now, a man don't want something that he can already see. A man wants to unravel. He wants to undress you. He wants to imagine what you look like. He don't want to see it all out there with 50 other billion other men. Come on. And and then we wonder why black women aren't getting married. I just posted up another podcast with three black men saying that women are 28% of women are. That is the lowest percentage. 28% of us are getting married 28% out of a hundred we got 28% of that so what I say to you is let me know if I am just too far gone let me know if I am too old-fashioned let me know if I need to live a little let me know if you know we're seeking attention the wrong way because I honestly feel that we could get attention but we are seeking it the wrong way and we're getting the worst results as black women women of color um 
are getting the 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 negative end of the stick. So guys, listen. You can follow me on Instagram at Hermosa Cosmetics. And that is H-E-R-M-O-S-A Cosmetics on IG. Please go and like the Dame Truth Podcast page on Facebook. Please go and like the Wednesday Gentleman fan page on Facebook. Follow Mike Doc at the Wednesday Gentleman on Instagram. And let us know that we are touching you. Let us know that we are moving you. Let us know that you are having a good time listening to our show so that we will come back and give it to you time and time again. Also, for the whole month of May, I am going to be um, pretty much shedding light on black businesses and um you know, black businesses that are uh, really doing well in our communities because I want to recycle the black dollar in our community. So we're going to have a Black Friday sale every Friday for the month of May with the promo code, the Dame Truth, and we're going to make it happen. I mean, we got some deals. We have some black. When I When y'all see the business owners that I have lined up for you, you're going to get excited and you're going to be happy. So make sure that for the whole month of May, you promote, you promote, you promote the Dame Truth Podcast. Share, like, and love what we have to offer you guys. And make sure that you share these vendors, these business owners, these company owners, these black banks, that you go out and support them because we are trying to see something. We're just trying to see something. We're trying to see if your mouth is where your money is. Is your money, are you putting your money where you talking all this shit on social media about Nipsey, about Jay-Z, about Beyonce, about being pro-black? We want to see, we, we trying to see something. We just trying to see something. So guys, Again, thank you for tuning into the Dame Truth. Every Tuesday, you will hear from me and Mike Doc, or just me, or just Mike, but you will hear from us. Thank you for tuning in and have a wonderful week. We're out.